Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. you do that yourself, set yourself up for God to speak to you. Well, I trust everyone is at John 15. I will be reading out of the New International Version. And I'll tell you again, whenever we approach the Word of God, don't ever get so comfortable with the Word that you say, I know that already. We serve a God that can speak to us through His Word time and time again afresh. Yes, He can speak to us again. So John 15, and I want to start, I want to start at verse 1, and I'm reading again from the NIV, and it says, I am the true vine, mm-hmm. yeah. and my father is the gardener. Mm-hmm. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. Well, I'm going to stop there for a moment, but I want to give you the title. I want you to ask your neighbor, what season are you in? What season are you in? Is it the cutting season? Ask them again. Is it the cutting season? Or is it the pruning season? Either way, we're going through something. Either way, either we're being going through a cutting season or a pruning season. Now I'm gonna read again the scriptures that I read in your hearing moments ago. And we're going to move along to find out the difference between the cutting season and the pruning season. Understand us being saved is a process where either our Lord is cutting something off or he's pruning something out of us. I am the true vine and my father is the God. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. There's some things in our lives that bear no fruit. There's some things in our lives that he said, I don't want you just to deal with it. Cut it off and let it go. Bears no fruit. While every branch that bears fruit, he prunes and he does this for this reason. So that it will be even more fruitful. Pruning or cutting. Now, I have heard people often talk about the cutting season. Get rid of those things in your life that don't honor God. I don't mean one foot in or one foot out. I mean get rid of those things that don't honor God. Those things that are dead and he says, let go. He says, he calls that cutting it off. Well, what is this thing called pruning? And I asked the Lord, can I survive without you pruning me at all? What about, what about mine looking the way I look? And I'm not, you, it's all right, Lord, I'm, I'm a good little bush. <laughs> what is this pruning thing? Because neither one of them sound comfortable. <laughs> now, I don't have a green thumb, and I'm just going to share this with you. The other day, I planted some nice little flowers in the pot. I don't put much in the ground. You know why, Mother? Because it's too much work. If she died in the ground, that's too much work. I can just tip the whole pot over, dirt and all. I'm <laughs> right? So I brought some little flowers to put in the pots there at the back. And I positioned them near the house that was this way. I could look out and there were some others in the other pots. Well, me and myself, 
I watered the pots that were out here that I could see a little more. And in my mind step, I forgot about these people. So I went out the other day and Sister Francis and said, man, my little plants done died. Mm -hmm. I didn't lose a whole lot of sleep though. They had the pot and went down to All right, so I went to Lowe's the other day and I don't invest the whole lot in that can easily die. Isn't that a sermon? Anybody trying mm -hmm. that now? Yeah. Don't invest a whole lot of things in life that will eventually die. Mm -hmm. Amen. So I scooted on the lows. This was the day before yesterday, and I happened to be walking through mother. And I'm even in the plant section looking for clearance, because I can't invest. You don't know. <laughs> My grief, no, no. So I go through, and I find that they have this whole row of flowers, of plants here, that are like 50% off. I said, there it is. Because I need something 50, 75, I need all of that. Because it may not be in a week, I can't invest a whole lot of money. So I picked this up and I asked the lady, is this what's included? She said, yeah. So Sister Francis, I got what I needed for like $5.84. Glory to God. And so I go home and I plant them. And this morning I look nice and pretty, Sister. But my brain said, now remember when you go to water the what are these two? So I'm gonna let y'all know how they're going. But to ask for the day, I know it's only been two days. But ask for the day, they still alive. Oh, bless the Lord. So the fact of the matter is, I'm still gonna have to take care of anything that lives. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right, right, right. So bearing that in mind, our Lord takes care of us because we are lively creatures. We are alive in him. So there has to be some maintenance to our lives, our spiritual life, all the time. There has to be some type of upkeep to our lives all the time. See, part of maintaining a healthy Christian walk is coming to church. Part of maintaining a healthy Christian walk is studying your word. Part of maintaining a healthy Christian relationship is spending time alone with God in prayer. It's great that we get together, but that's part of a healthy relationship with our Lord. He says, remind the people today, part of a healthy relationship with him is cutting and pruning. Amen. Which, I wish there was a script that could excuse some of us from that, but it's not. He says, in order to maintain a healthy relationship with him, there must be cutting and there must be pruning. All right, so let's go back to the scripture. Let's see. I want to start at verse 3. As I read verses 1 and 2, it says, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Right? Now, now remember now, he says, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. Right? So he says, he cuts off every branch that doesn't bear fruit, and he prunes the ones that bear fruit such that you can bear more fruit. Then verse 3 says, you are already clean now because of the word I've spoken to you. It says, now, because of that, remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch, here's the thing, let's get to the basics. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. So in the order of things, no branch can bear fruit, good or bad, without him. You understand that? You can't bear fruit. 
Okay. He says, now, so you must remain in me. As much as I brought those flowers and they were pretty at the store, eventually I'm going to take these out, put them in some soil in a pot, and I'm going to have to put some more. They're not going to stay that way without there being some nutrients being given to them on a regular basis. See, the first one was I neglected to do the water part. And I could see that there was some neglect when they turned a nice crisp brown and you know dry. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. And if you remain in me, I in you, you will bear, watch this, much fruit. Not just fruit, but much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. You know, we have the storms and the winds blowing and, and branches are falling off trees. And when you ride down the street and you see them, you look at the leaves and after the first day or so, the leaves on those branches are still green. Because it hasn't been too long since you've been separated from the, the vine or the tree. And for a while, you're going to stay green and you're going to look like you're connected. Y'all know what I'm going to do. Okay. So as believers now, you, it is your job. He says, you abide in me and I'll abide. It is your job to stay connected to the vine. Right. Yeah, he's not going to make you stay attached to him. So the storm comes, the branch falls, the leaves are still green. We as church people, we are separated from the Lord, but there's a season where we still look green. Everybody still think you just mighty powerful woman of God. And the Lord says, just as disconnected as you <laughs> We still look green, still dressing up like everything's okay, still faithful and everything, and just as cut off as you want to be. Now, eventually, you being cut off is going to show. Oh, uh, yeah. Drive down the street and they don't pick that branch up after a week or so. And you start to see the leaves turn a whole different color. Matter of fact, you start to see the leaves falling off the branch. And the branch start to look like it's deteriorating. It didn't happen overnight, but over time. As a believer, make sure that you stay connected. Because eventually it's going to show. Verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Listen to what can happen. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear, watch this, much fruit. He says, I'm not doing this so that you can ask and get what you want for your glory. He said, but for my Father's glory, and that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now let's talk about this pruning. Let's talk about this cutting. I began to, to think, you know, what is, what is really the importance of these things and what does pruning really mean? Why must we be pruned? What's supposed to happen in the pruning season? Well, as I was studying, they said pruning is the cutting away. The cutting away of a tree in a specific manner. And then one definition says is to improve the nutrients of that particular tree or bush. Pruning is specially designed for whatever type of plant or bush you are working with. 
That blessed me because everybody's seasons are going to look a little different. Mm -hmm. Don't expect the Lord to cut off you what he cuts off me. Don't expect the Lord to prune you the same way he prunes me. Don't expect us all to look the same in the pruning process. See, we have a tendency to expect God to do what he does for me. He's going to do it for you. That's not true. Mm. See, God knows what I need to have cut off, and he knows what I need to have pruned. The key to pruning, they say, for any good gardener is that you have to know the tree or the plant that you're working with. You got to know it. You can't prune one tree the way you do another. Isn't it wonderful that you guys don't do my pruning? But see, y'all gonna cut off stuff that I'm, I'm really facing. Y'all gonna cut off stuff facing on how you see me. Jesus. Uh, I'm so glad he doesn't give y'all the shit, glory to God. <laughs> and let y'all get this snippet any way you want. Because I'm going to say, Lord, I thought that was good. Sister Cheryl said, cut it off. Why? I got to cut that off. That was one of my attributes. The Lord said, uh-uh, he and he alone gets to do the pruning. So if he is the one that's responsible for the cutting and the pruning, then who else should I be trying to please other than him? Okay, so it says a good gardener, before they begin to prune any bush or plant, they look and they study what they're about to prune. Who best knows us from the inside out? Yeah, because I'm going to tell the Lord, I know you ain't going to cut this whole right side, but that's good. He said, yes, I am. Oh, my, my, Snip, snip here. I'm snip, snip thing. I'm going to tuck it in over here. And I'm like, Lord, why? That to me was my best side. No, it ain't. Snip, snip here. He and he alone knows what we need to have room. That's why we, we go to God with what limited knowledge we have. But after a while, you may say, Lord, search me. Search my heart. You do the searching. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, because if we, we ourselves search ourselves, we honestly, we're doing pretty good. When the last time you went to the Lord and told him all this stuff you thought was wrong with you? No, you haven't. And even when you make that list, there's still stuff that you're missing. Amen. Uh, that stuff that you thought you were over years ago. That stuff that impacted you as a child. That stuff that somebody said that you said you forgave them, but you really didn't. That's the stuff where the Lord knows. So the master gardener, first of all, gets to know what he's about to prune. Now, the purpose of pruning is to produce better fruit. The purpose of pruning the bush is such after I prune it that the bush grow healthier, not just grow wild. How many believers are growing wild and not healthy? Amen. You're just out there. You just, you're growing wild. Watch this, bearing no fruit now, but you're getting bigger, bigger by the day, but not in a healthy way. Jesus. <laughs> Got a little bush in the back that I'm scared to touch. Because what I have to do, Trish, is at first, I want to do what the master gardener would do and find out what the bush should look like in his healthy state. See, we moved into a home, and whoever it was that lived there, they were gardeners, I could tell. 
because they got pretty plants mother sprouting all over. I said, this is good. I knew I ain't knew this. This is nice. So now I'm having to learn how to take care of these pretty little flowers, right? That are in my yard that came up. I said, Mike, don't cut that. We're going to run right over. That's a flower and it came up beautiful. So now I'm having to learn how to take care of it. So before I go to pruning and cutting, I have to do like the master gardener and learn what is that? How should it look in its healthy state? There is a bush and I see stuff coming up and Sister Francis, before I cut it, and that's the way it's supposed to look, I better find out what really should it look like, what's healthy and what's not, so I know what to prune and what to cut. Before you start trying to straighten up your own life, before you start making your own plans, ask the Lord, what in me and my health state, what would you have me to do? How should I look? Who are the friends that I should have in my life at this stage in my life? What is the job I should be doing at this stage of my life? What should I be doing in ministry? And how should my life look in its most healthy state before I start putting down and picking up stuff that I shouldn't? Be like the master gardener. Get to know before you start doing. Amen. Right. So, in my study, it said pruning is meant to increase the nutrients in a plant. Now, let me tell you why. This is very scientific, and I'm like, still doesn't make me any, you know, better gardener. I ain't going out there snipping on nothing today. What is good to know? So, when they prune the branches of a bush. It says pruning, it simply controls the plant's growth and development in a specific pattern. Mm -hmm. One of the things that it said about pruning, it says there are buds at the end of a, of a stem or branch. And they said these buds at the end of it are pinching or breaking off the supply of health to the rest of the tree. And I was like, man, isn't this something? Jesus. And because these buds at the end are slowing down the nutrients getting here, it causes the tree at times to not grow as healthy. So pruning means they clip off at the end so the body of the bush can be healthier. Mm. Okay. That's it. Well, I'm still not going out there clipping them. That's good to know. <laughs> it says the chemical the, or the bud is removed by pinching or breaking it off. The supply that chemical, it slows down the growth of the other buds. It slows down the growth of the other buds. So pruning means I snip off at the end. So the other buds in the tree, the nutrients can get to it. My goodness. Now let's go back to our thinking as to what the scripture says. For us, he cuts off everything that does not grow, that is dead. But then he prunes everything in us that is fruitful. He cuts, that means sometimes in my fruitful state, there are some things, even with me being fruitful, that need to be cut off because I'm stunting the growth of what really what God wants to do. I picture it this way. If I am doing well at the state that I am in now, how much better and fuller my life would be if I allowed the Lord to go through the pruning process? If I, if I am accomplishing a lot, you know the scriptures that says he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think. 
I like to put it to that to this way. According to the pruning process that they that was not scripture. That was putting two scriptures together. So it says he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think, according to how well we allow him to work through the pruning process. Amen. See, I believe it, and, and I'm telling you, and I'm so excited about the word because I'm looking for the exceedingly and the abundantly. Amen. Right. If I'm like Mike said, if you're gonna come to church, you might as well come to church. Come to church. Amen. Amen. They don't need to show up and get dressed in your mind somewhere else. Just go on in there head first and give God glory. Go on in there. Just, just jump on in there and give him a big old hallelujah. Then at least you're going to feel like you were in church today. My thing is, if I am going to walk by faith and be a woman of God, I don't just want to be bearing fruit. I want to bear much fruit. Amen. 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 The Bible says, not only will I bear much fruit, then it goes further. He says, now that fruit shall remain. You won't be one of these wishy-washy ones. You even the fruit you bear shall remain. Well, the exceedingly and abundantly is going to take you going through some pruning. It's going to take, because they prune that which bears fruit. He cuts off that which does bear no fruit, and he prunes that which bears fruit. Some of us have gotten so comfortable in our state of where we are with bearing fruit. Some people have gotten so comfortable at their jobs that when they post a promotion, they don't apply. Even though the promotion affords you more money, the promotion, yes, has more responsibility, but they've gotten so comfortable where they are. Watch this, hey Lord. They've gotten so efficient where they are. They know where they are like the back of their hand. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going any further step for promotion. I don't care how much, because I've got, I'm managing my life on this level. So I don't want more, because see more affords me more learning and more training and the possibility of failure. But if I get comfortable where I am, some of us as believers are fighting the pruning process. You know why? Because Lord, I'm good where I am, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Tell Lord I'm good. I'm good. I got, I'm good. As if we get a vote. I'm good. You ain't have to worry about food. I don't want to, I don't want to be no fat on the I can make it to heaven right here. I'm good. You good? I'm good. We all good. He says, no, I want you to bear fruit. And I want you to bear much fruit. And that pruning and cutting is a constant cycle. You never get to a place in God where he's going to stop that cycle. You never get to a place in God where he said, oh, they good right here. They don't have to do no more. That's just like the C student saying, why I pack? <laughs> Y'all remember that response when you go to your mama with a report card, I passed? She said, come here, I'm still going to beat you. I mean, you're supposed to be the ALP. Yeah, you passed, but it better not be that way no more. So the next time you look at the teacher, I can't take on no C's. I, I, I know I passed, but they mean nothing to my mama. She's looking for that A and that B. What I got to do to get it there? The Lord said, in your life, don't you accept no C, because I'm not accepting it. Amen. Amen. So he constantly takes us through the cutting and the pruning process such that we can bear much fruit. You're minimal with God. Think about it. The King of kings and Lord of lords lives in you, and you're going to bring him a seed. Mm, Jesus. Mm. 
Mm. The mind used to tell me, not with all the sacrifices your daddy and all made, not with all the things, not with all the money we will spend. A seat, girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am in college still. When I was in college, bringing my report card home, putting it on the fridge. There it is, mom. There it is. Before you even ask, there it is. Because they would tell me, we don't pay. Anybody tell you? Mine used to say, we don't pay for seeds. Amen. That's right. Maybe my mother was just tough. We don't pay for seeds. That's right. We don't pay for that. You pay for that. We pay for H and B. If you make one, that's on you. You pay for that. I said, Lord, I can't afford to pay. Well, you better not make it. <laughs> <laughs> but pruning, let's get back to us. Pruning, God is saying, I'm not accepting a seed, and you shouldn't either. Amen. Amen. He says, there's a reason why there is the pruning. Now, for John 15 and 16, if you scoot down, it says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you, whatever you ask. He says, I'm telling you that I've given you the ability to not only bear fruit, but much fruit, and that fruit remains. All you have to do is stay with the pruning process. It's a necessary process. It's a process that makes you a better believer. It's a process, as, as I was studying, that says stimulates growth. Boy, you want God to do the exceedingly and abundantly. We, we always say we want him, we want that hundredfold return. Amen. We want God to move in our lives. But then on the flip side, what he's saying there, if that's what you're asking me for, you want to look pruning. And we're like, no, I didn't ask for that, God. Come on. I he said, but they're one and the same. <laughs> pruning stimulates growth. Everybody wants to be that great man or woman of God. Glory to God. Everybody wants to be this or that. But nobody talks about when you're asking for that, you're still asking at the same time. Well, that means I need a little pruning because it says pruning stimulates growth. Amen. Nothing causes you to pray after the Lord to snip something in you. Amen. <laughs> Nothing calls you to cry out to the Lord when you're in a little pain when he tells you to let something go. You may not have prayed for a while, but let them start pruning you. Turn your plate down. Yes, you will. You'll be calling on the saints to pray. I don't know what I'm going through. The Lord said, good enough for you. He said, <laughs> Nothing stimulates growth like pruning. Amen. But watch this. But how severe your pruning is on the plant. Oh, how severe it is. My goodness. Depends on exactly what you want to happen. Have you ever been to these fancy gardens where they prune a bush to almost look like a person? Mm -hmm. The pruning is more severe depending on what you want that bush to end up looking like. So if you want a bush that has points and all these other lines, the pruning and the cuts are more severe. Jesus. But nobody understands the end or the outcome of what they want it to look like except that master gardener. He has an idea in his head before he starts pruning what he wants it to look like. Well, the Lord says, nobody knows what I want you to look like but me. And he said, how severe your pruning is, it depends on what I ultimately want you to end up being. 
Uh, so some of us have to go through severe pruning. Oh, some of us, every time we look like we're being pruned, we just wake up in the morning and say, Lord, thank you for strength through the pruning. I know it's coming today. We just say, Lord, I've been pruned this season. It's not my season anymore. What's After a while, we submit to his will and say, not mine, but thine. I don't know what you're doing, but when I come out, I'll come forth as Virgo. Nobody knows the severity of the pruning mm. like the gardener. Jesus. Nobody knows what you should end up being except the Lord. Mm. He is the master gardener. Now, you never find the tree talking back to the gardener. <laughs> I don't want to be a star. I'm more suited for a point. Just trim me up the side. I, I don't, I don't want to be this. The tree never talks to the gardener. The tree just is cut and stands there while the gardener does the work. When was the last time we talked back to the Lord? Mm. And told him, Lord, I really don't want to do this. I know it's going to take all this, but how about we got a plan B? I, can I do this and not do that? <laughs> Better yet, can I do half <laughs> But nobody knows what your end result should look like except him. Oh, but how many know he's a faithful God? Amen. 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 A master gardener is never going to prune the bush to the point it's going to die. A master gardener is never going to prune the bush to the point it can never get the nutrients that it needs. A master gardener is very gentle and delicate with parts of the tree that he cuts. Now, they also said that what they use for pruning is different. Mm -hmm. The tools for pruning are different. If I'm getting close to the root of the bush or close to the, the root of the plant, they use a smaller tool than they do when they're high up on the Aren't you glad that the Lord would never put more on us? Even in my aren't you glad we serve a merciful God? Aren't you glad he don't use the big scissors to reach down low? Helene couldn't handle that. Just snip away gently. Thank you. Do it real slow. Lord, Lord, snips today. That's all she can handle today. Then I'll snip a little more. Aren't you glad he just doesn't come in and whack us then? I'm so glad. My pruning is based on how much I can handle. Uh, so it stimulates growth and only he knows if a plant doesn't, has not been regularly pruned ah uh, you one of these believers that's been ducking your pruning yeah uh, <laughs> uh, you don't really, you, you ain't been pruned in a minute you you grown wild how you get you back where you start if a plant has not been regularly pruned has been left to grow in whatever pattern mm that the plant may need what is called, listen to this, a severe cutting back. I'm just reading what they said. Which will result in the spring of lots of new shoots, fast growth. Severe pruning will result in rigorous growth for a plant, but light pruning will allow slower growth. Can I tell you something? The Lord is not worried about how fast we get there. We're the only ones worried about how fast he does it. He says he's doing it. He's, I'm not worried about that you shoot up overnight. I'm not worried about whether you become famous overnight. He says his 
process is slow and steady. Remember that tortoise in the hair? His process is slow as that. We're the only ones that put a time limit on yes. what we want God to do. We're the only ones that look at our growth and equate my growth to somebody else's and say I'm way behind. He said, no, you're not. You're right on track. Right on track. But if you have been one that has failed to be pruned, he says, you may have to go through a season of severe pruning. Either way, the master gardener says this, your end result, you will still bear fruit. You just have a severe season. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So let's go back to where we start. He says, I am the true vine. Mm -hmm. We as believers always keep it in your forefront. He is the true vine. And my father is the God. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will, and this is why, will even bear more fruit. Let's stand. I want to pray. I want to pray. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays, our services are held at the Clarence Cuffey Community Center at 2019 Windy Road, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23324. Our Sunday morning service is held at 1 p.m. and our Bible studies are held on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Join us and be blessed and remember, there's life in the word.